Ask the Podcast Coach for October 29th, 2016. Let's get ready to podcast. Actually, it's a special edition of Ask the Podcast Coach. This is my co-host, Bernie. He's not happy to be here at all. Um, Welcome to Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your questions answered live. I am uh, Dave Jackson from the schoolofpodcasting.com and I've been podcasting since 2005. Normally we have uh, the one and only Jim Cullison with us, but uh, he's away on assignment again. We'll be next week as well. And I thought, hey, last week or whatever it was when we tried tried Smile Time, it worked. Let me give you the Mixler link. Here, Bernie. Sit over there, bud. I think it's Mixler.com. I have to switch to the Mac to uh, get the Mixler link. Mixler.com slash podcast coach. Thank you, Stargate. And uh, I started off and my co-host is already leaving. All right. So, but uh, I should probably pull up Mixler. We'll keep the chat over here just to keep things fun. But um, I was talking with uh, Fred Castaneda this morning, and um, he was basically saying, you know, you're going to lose your audience if you keep uh, doing this crap. And uh, I, I tend to agree with him, I think, at this point. Oh, I see the problem. I see the problem big time. I have smile time open twice. Yep, that might have been the problem. Let me drag me out of here. And I bet I show up now. We shall see, I guess. Uh, But yeah, so it's been a fun morning. And that could have been it. I did not realize I had smile time open in two browsers. Yeah, I was talking with Fred Castaneda this morning. And he said, you know, it's cool that you guys are trying all this stuff, but it kind of becomes a pain in the butt when um, it doesn't work all the time. And uh, I tend to agree with that. I think we're going to end up at, um, I know fire talk finally came out with a plan. I was going to go to fire talk and I was like, you know, um, I didn't, I didn't mind smile time when it worked. And um, the problem is it's not working. But uh, at any rate, so if you have any questions, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. I do have a ton of questions lined up here. This came in from, um, I didn't get her name. She's at The Zibby Show. Yep, that's right. Don't be fooled by cheap, cheap imitations. The Zibby, Z-I-B-B-Y, show.com. It says, hi guys, I need some help and advice. I've just started a new podcast, my third So she's already breaking Stargate Pioneer's uh, rule of only two podcasts. And I've also decided to give my website a lift, which of course is at thezibbyshow.com. And um, I want to add subscription buttons for iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and Spreaker. But the problem is I have three different podcasts, which all have different feeds. How can I integrate the subscription buttons in one place? I feel like adding a subscription link to my new podcast sort of makes my older work irrelevant. That I don't get at all. Why would your older, unless you quit doing the older shows. Um, I'm also weathering to put my personal social media handles. Yes. Um, or my podcast show handles, very little following. This is one of those where it's weird. 
if if your personal Twitter, let's just use Twitter for an example. If your personal Twitter is all about the same topic as your podcast, I would just use your personal Twitter. Uh, I used to have, um, I still do. I went back to at Dave Jackson is my Twitter. And the reason I split is because I was putting things on Twitter that were podcasting, that was musician related, that was churchy stuff, um, and all sorts of, and it was like, so the musicians were like, why are you talking about podcasting? Because I was actually doing musicians podcast first, and then I turned into Mr. Podcast Dude. And uh, so I split them off, and then I was like, you know what? I talk about podcasting all the time. So I went back to this one. So if you're if your personal and your podcast Twitters are basically saying the same things all the time, why make people look for you? Uh, but in terms of the subscription buttons, I would just go to your website and have one page that says subscribe. And um, <laughs> I'm glad to see I'm not the only one having problems with technology today. Daniel in the chat room says he had his speakers muted. Yes, I've been there, done that. Um, I did that uh, earlier in the week was talking to somebody they're like, we can't hear you on Skype. And I look over and I'm like, oh yeah, the mute button. But um, going back to the subscribe buttons on a, just on a single page and have it like, here is the, you know, show a, um, here I am in iTunes, here I am in Stitcher, here I am in whatever. And then here's show two. And then maybe even have a little description on show two. We talk about blah, 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 blah. Here's the iTunes link. Here's the Google play, whatever you're going to link to. And then here's show three. That way you have one page with all the subscriptions and you might not, my thought is somebody might be listening to show a and didn't know you had show B and C. And if they like you, they just might subscribe to everything you got if it's in uh, one page. So that would be my uh, thought on that one. And um, then Grace Patrick, I went out to uh, found a, I forget the name of the Facebook group because I usually hang out in podcasters hangout. This was called, um, podcasters community, podcast community. And there are a lot of questions over there. Uh, this was from Grace Patrick West. And she said, I'm just starting my podcast with a co-host. So first of all, congratulations. Uh, my, my first interview is today with the main focus being writers and how they develop their voice. Any advice, any advice on how to handle nerves or interview tips in general, I know the first person I'm interviewing, but I'm still a little nervous. Well, the first thing I would say is make the first interview you do not somebody that's going to count. Like um, I would interview your dog. I would interview your cousin, your brother, your friend, somebody. Interview somebody that doesn't count just so you can kind of dip your toe in the water because you might find out things. You know, interview your dad. There's probably a bunch of things about your dad you didn't know. Um, and cause the key to interviewing, he said, trying to get his chair straight is to listen. And that's the fun part. I always tell people have a list of questions as a guideline and then have it like, here it is in front of you, put it over here. And then I actually sit down when I interview people, I use a paper and pen. The reason for that is it doesn't make any noise as opposed to, oh, that's a great thing. And I'm typing away on the keyboard. Uh, so I can write notes and say, oh, this is, you know, follow up on this, or that was a, a good thing like that. So I actually use, um, you know, this is, I, I write on an envelope. You can see here um, a bunch of stuff here on on envelopes that um, I write on. And that's the key is to listen. And the the key to me to a good interview is is follow-up questions. 
Um, I'll give you an example of one that I thought was, I was glad I asked. Last week I was talking with Jessica Kufferman and she talked about how a podcaster had lied about their stats. And so she had a deal with a podcast, you know, sponsor and she finds, and she was representing the sponsor. And then she finds out that these people have like a 10th of what the numbers they said they had. And she said, but the sponsor still went through with the campaign. They paid them even though they were overpaying for it. And I said, why do you think that is? That was not on the page, you know? And she said, because it was the power of the niche. And I was like, that was a good follow-up question. Because, you know, what was interesting, I'll give you an example. There's a guy named uh, Lee Silverstein is going to be on the School of Podcasting. And wait till you hear this guy's story. Amazing, like, because of my podcast stories that are just off the hook. I mean, it's crazy. He does the colon cancer podcast at the, the colon cancer podcast.com. It was interesting because I was supposed to interview him in 15 minutes for this other podcast that I'm doing for podfest.us. Uh, speaking of which you have two days to use the coupon code early bird at podfest.us. And um, so it was interesting because I'm talking to Lee and obviously the colon cancer podcast some pretty heavy topics going on over there. And he would tell me something and I'm supposed to go like, and what do you think of Podfest? And it was like, how do you take this super mm, like life changing content and just move on to the next question? And so I didn't, I was like, oh, wait, I'm just, I said, I'll probably edit this out Lee, but I got to know what did you do with the thing? And he's like, so, I mean, here's a guy, the colon cancer podcast.com. Yes. Is not one, not two, but he's like this close to having his third sponsor. And I'm like, wait, how do you monetize cancer? I'm like, what? And it turns out there's a drink that's, you know, some sort of concoction specifically made to help people on chemo. Well, whose audience is, is Lee God? And I was like, ah, oh, that's awesome. But it was really odd in terms of, of not doing a follow-up question because I hear people do that. Uh, uh, Michael Monroe, who does the one-minute manage, well, the one-minute the something, solo hour, solopreneur hour. There we go. I know it was something, one solo. Anyway, Han Solo, Monroe, whatever his name is. And um, he had a really he, – he's talked about this, how he has a very somewhat traumatic story, how his parents died young, fairly close together. And he said he's amazed at how many people he will tell that story to. And they're like, great, what's your biggest aha moment? Like, there's no follow-up question. <laughs> so um, that is uh, that is my advice for interviewing. Uh, be sure to listen and uh, be conscious of the person's time. I always ask people, how long do I have you? And even if they say, oh, I got, you know, forever, I'll, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm shooting for 30 minutes. Uh, give your Give your guest an idea of what they're going to talk about. So with this PodFest thing, I was explaining to people, I'm like, we're going to talk about the event, what were your takeaways from the event, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so uh, that way they knew kind of what was coming up. Cause otherwise you're just, your, your interview relies on their ability to improv. If it's like, guess what? And we're going to talk about clowns and old cars from the fifties. Go. And you're like, um, Hmm. Yeah. So if you give your people an idea of uh, what it's about, um, that should work much better that way. So that would be my advice on uh, interviews. And then the other thing, this is one, but man, I do this religiously and I'm so glad I do. 
when it's the day of the interview, the sooner the better. Send them an email that says, hey, just confirming we're on for tonight at 7 o'clock at you know, Eastern Standard Time. Throw in your time zone there at this link on Skype on whatever the heck we're doing because you'll be amazed on me. People are like, yep. And then you find out later they said, yeah, I kind of forgot about that. I'm glad you sent me that reminder thing. So keep that in mind. Uh, for everyone listening on Mixler, uh, Mixler is going to start adding phone lines. So who knows? Maybe we'll go back to just audio, which means I won't have to shower on Saturday. Yes. And uh, if people want to call in, they could call in. Plus, they have the chat. And it's one of those things where um, sometimes simple is better. I was um, talking with um, something chef, Tyler, Tyler chef. He was, he went with the messengers to Puerto Rico down to the house, the podcasting built with uh, John Lee Dumas and Kate Erickson. And he says he was amazed at their rig. And I go, really, what was it? And he goes, a microphone and a laptop. And I'm like, Oh, and a bunch of them. And he goes, no microphone, Laptop. That was it. He goes in some sort of, you know, simple device to plug it into. He goes, that's, it's that simple. And I was like, sometimes simple is better. And uh, speaking of gear, I'm one of the cool kids. You guys ready? Oh, that's right. It's a high PR 40. And uh, my advice on this one is be very careful with this website called eBay. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. And I went there, and I was like, you know what? What's used gear going for these days? It does come in this handy little black pouch. And when you actually open the lid on this thing, you will hear. Watch. It's amazing. Watch. Let's watch this. I'm going to open the lid for anyone listening to the audio. And the lid's about to be opened. And, oh, see? And you close it. And, oh, it just, it's like angels when you open it up. But it is pretty. It's, it's uh, you know, it's a giant kind of gold microphone. This thing came with a little pop filter with it, which is kind of handy. So, but yeah, I went to it and saw where somebody was selling one and the, um, you know, starting bid was 200 bucks. And I'm like, you know, the microphone goes for 300, 375, depending on where you're buying it at. And I'm like, you know what? I'll throw 200. I will never, who's going to let an Ohio PR 40 go for 200 bucks. Yeah, me. So I, I get a thing. And what's funny is the email from my e for eBay is like this old, old email. And I just happened to check and it's like, Hey, when are you going to buy, when are you going to pay for this thing? And I'm like, pay for what? He's like, you won the thing. And I'm like, Oh crap. I won. Usually with eBay, it's like, yes. And this was like, Oh crap. Yeah. So I will be, uh, I'll be doing the proverbial test, which to me is like the most boring podcast there is, you know, this is microphone number one. This is microphone number two. This is microphone. It's like, ah, oh, I know we all love our gear talk. So, but, and it is interesting to see if there's any difference, but the fun thing is if you're using a mixer, you can make any microphone kind of sound like any microphone. And the thing I really love about the RE320, which is what I'm talking into right now, is the fact that um, there isn't much of a proximity effect. If I get really, really close or really, really, and this is going through a compressor too, but it, you don't get that big bassy thing uh, that you uh, do. But uh, I do want to play, you know, we've been doing the, the podcast bingo thing here on um, Ask the Podcast Coach. And this is where we pick a random podcast. Here's the thing. I forgot to get their website. So if somebody just gave you this file, can um, 
let, let's see if they direct us back to their website. But I was listening to this this morning, and I'm not going to say a word. I'm going to look for you guys for your opinion. All right. Here we go. It's about, it's, um, I, I can't even get the name of the podcast. Well, we'll find out together. Here we go. Welcome to the Plant Trainers Podcast, where we're helping people improve their quality of life through nutrition and fitness. And now, your hosts, Adam and Shoshana Chain. Hey, I'm Adam Chaim. And I'm Shoshana Chaim, and we are Propelled, Propelled by, by Plants. Today we bring to you episode 137, Deep Dark Depression and Eating for Eternity with Jason Robel. In today's episode of the Plant Trainers Podcast, we talk to Jason Robel, also known as J-Ro, who dishes up a sublime fusion of food and humor to help you live to 100. After graduating from the Living Light Culinary Institute and earning a certification as a certified raw food chef and instructor, Jason went on to apprentice with the industry's finest and most revered talents in New York City, Detroit, and L.A. He was the executive raw food chef at the award-winning Café La Vie in Santa Cruz, California. Jason won the inaugural World's Best Raw Ice Cream Competition in Los Angeles and being the first vegan chef ever to present live at the prestigious Pebble Beach Food and Wine Festival. He hosts a popular YouTube channel, The J-Row Show, showcasing healthy recipes, lifestyle transformation tips, and Epicurean entertainment. His cooking channel television series, How to Live to 100, was the first primetime vegan cooking series in TV history, which taught people worldwide how to prepare easy and nutritious plant-based foods. Jason is the author of Eternity, more than 150 deliciously easy vegan recipes for a long, healthy, satisfied, joyful life. And today we start off talking to him about the uniqueness of his book. Our intention was to talk about the culinary world, but we quickly called an audible just moments before hitting record. Jason and Shoshana have both suffered through incredible bouts of anxiety and depression. We haven't talked about this in depth on the show since the Plant Trainers podcast episode number six. So today, Shoshana and Jason go where most people dare not to go and talk about their darkest moments and how diet and lifestyle help them thrive. It's important that you understand that what they talk about today is their own experiences, and they share it to help fight against stigma and help empower others. Any decisions to make changes to your medication or other treatments should be made alongside your professional practitioners and not alone. Okay, it's not me. The chat room has uh, found the the thing I was going to say. Yeah, Daniel's saying the same thing I am. It's okay to read your podcast if it doesn't sound like it's being read. And I was like, and to me, and again, I, I say this out of love. Right. Because obviously, um, well, yeah, there are two minutes and they're they're getting to the guy. Yeah, I was like a little more energy. And to me, I don't know. I mean, you guys just heard me talk about Lee Silverstein, right? I'm like, wait till you hear this guy. It's an amazing story. Because I'm, ex I mean, I seriously, I want to call him up today and go, can I interview you like today? So it'll co op Monday. I don't want to wait till next week to have you on the show. I'm really excited for you guys to hear his story. And to this, I, I don't, I don't hear any personal connection. I don't hear any, like, this is why I have him on the show. 
Now, when they get to the actual interview... About seven years ago, we got a call from Adam's uh, doctor telling us that he had... Okay, and it, it gets, when they finally get the guy on, they're like, oh, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's great that you're here. And I'm like, I... I mm. So that's why I didn't want to say anything. To me, it was very red. And there's nothing wrong with, with reading something, but just try to make it sound like it's not red, uh, which, by the way, is a skill... Did you know body composition can have a direct impact on your health, you know, on your quality of life, and even your life exceeds hard to read without it sounding like you're reading? Bioimpedance analysis is a reliable method of measuring body composition, including percentage of body fat and lean body mass. So I'm reading uh, my body composition analysis. So that's exciting. Plant trainers, plant-based health nutrition and fitness, and healthy-based families uh, if you go over to the link, they have a tagline that's kind of covered up. Like if you, at the top, they have, for what I would say, modern style website. But they have a tagline at the top that their menu is covering up. And they have a tagline at the bottom that their other blogs are doing. Um, and they're using a Blue Yeti. Ah, oh, okay. Not that the Blue Yeti is bad. It's just not my favorite microphone. So... I just, I heard that and I was like, wow, not, not, uh, the best. So, so that is today's edition of uh podcast bingo, which is always kind of interesting to say the least. I just happened to stumble. And the reason, oh, by the way, the reason I felt comfortable doing that, they asked for feedback in a, um, uh, in a Facebook group. Cause normally I don't just go, well, here it is. But, and to me, that is constructive feedback. It's not, man, did you, that was boring. It's like, no, add a little energy to it. Maybe have bullet points. I don't know. It just It just sounded very red. And it didn't sound like they were very excited about their guests. It was just like, he's, here's the person and he's going to do the thing. And this is why I'm reading this. So, but uh, here's one. What uh, Jeremy, I guess it's pronounced Zer, uh, Z-E-H-R. What's everyone's experience been trying to get signed up as Stitcher? Do you need to be a long established with a huge following or any newbie can be there with less than a hundred uh, subscribers? Yes. The second one, anybody can sign up, go to stitcher.com, slide down to the bottom and there's a spot there for a partner. They will make you sign an insanely long agreement that basically says, we're going to put ads in between your episodes and you're not going to get a dime. And I think if I remember it asked for your address, which was always weird to me. Like, why do you need to know I'm in Akron, Ohio? But uh, yeah, anybody can do that. If uh, So that's one of those places you can get to. And I know in the latest episode of the feed, they gave out user agents. And I want to say it was like 3%, 4%. It wasn't anything huge. Here's the thing. And I'm going to tie this in with a, a, a kindred subject. In some... Well, in There's a lot of ways to do this. You can have a file for download in Libsyn that... The only people that get that are people you give the link to. And so we had somebody this week contact me and said, hey, the only people that can get this are people that are on my email list. And uh, and he said, you know, they sign up, they get an email with a link to it. And he goes, I've only had whatever people sign up for my email list, but I have many more downloads than I do on my email list. How is that possible? And I just kind of politely said, in the digital age, there's nothing you can do to stop people. I, I, I'm going to say nothing in air quotes, um, but really in the end, nothing you can do 
to stop people from downloading your stuff. Um, I remember I was teaching a uh, an old Windows class, like intro to Windows, back in the day. And there was a person there that was an artist. And they said, I, I have a website and my art is on my website. And they said, how do I stop people from downloading? And I said, can they see it? And she said, yeah. And I go, yeah, you can't. I go, now they, they may not get a high-res version of it, but if they can see it, they can steal it. If you're a musician, if I can hear it, I can steal it. And in most cases, you can somehow find a way to hack it through. And the person that takes the time to go through that extra, 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 extra step to get your stuff was never going to buy it in the first place because they've got more time than money. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't go through this. But um, so I'd say that to go back to the person that says, hey, somebody put my RSS feed on another website. That's just something that's going to happen because RSS is, I mean, the one of those S's is syndication. And so that's just kind of the way it's going to be. Um, you know, you could, if you wanted to go over and say, please take this off your site. But I, if I can remember, I always try to put a link back to my website on my website, which is weird, knowing that somebody will scrape it. And then at least, but that also makes me worried because some of these websites are not great websites and I don't want Google to penalize me because I have a link back to my website on a crappy website. So, but just realize that's one of those things we could obsess over and it's better to just spend more time working on content because it's just going to happen. Not much to it. Randy in the chat room. uh, What's your objection to sticking with YouTube and Google Hangouts? You know, here's the thing. I liked the ability to have people come in. Like I had it set up, um, I just don't have access to my own green room now. Uh, if you went to uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash join, it would take you to the green room. Now, I'm not there to let you in, but this had a uh, a way of, of letting people come in and out. And in reality, I could do the exact same thing with Google Hangouts. And that's probably what I'm going to do. And what's that thing called? Fire Talk has, again, the ability kind of e- a little easier to bring people in and out. But... I also have to go back and remember what kind of weird hangups we had with fire talk. I think one time I couldn't, that was with my laptop and I was in uh, Indiana. I could not get into my own thing. And here's the fun thing. I was on Jim show Thursday night and asked the podcast coach and uh, I'd asked the podcast coach at the average guy.tv. And you know, Jim is like, Hey, Google never, you never have a problem with Google. It just works. So I went on Jim show so you can blame me. And uh, it just flat out just crashed and burned. The video was horrible. The um, it it Jim had it listed as unlisted because we knew it was going to be bad. And then it still went to his site. That was kind of cool. Thank you, Randy, for letting us know that. Um, so Joe asked in the chat room, I was rejected by iHeartRadio for having more than one minute of music. My question is, what was the music? Was it Eminem? Was it Podsafe Music stuff? That would be, um, and it's one of those things, uh, they talked about this on the feed. Somebody wrote in to Rob and said, I'm only getting like 5% of my audience is on iHeart. And Rob was like, I'm getting like 1%. You're not getting a huge amount of hits. It's cool. iHeart Radio looks really good on the resume. Not a lot of downloads, at least. And again, this is from a guy that does a podcast about podcasting. Now, if I was doing a weight loss show or something, uh, then it might be. But if you have... Any kind of unlicensed music on your show, Spreaker will smack it down because they did the same thing to me. I submitted the Logic Weight Loss podcast. I have a show at the, um, I have a thing at the beginning of it 
He said, looking for the music. Yes, I have this. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we right. take a no- Well, that is actually from a song. A, it's from a CD called Skinny Songs. And at the end, they think about, I want to be thin. And uh, I have permission to use that. And they said, you can't use this. This is licensed music. And I was like, do I really want to go through the hassle of saying and digging out the email from four years ago and saying I have that. So I just let it go. I haven't seen a huge amount of stuff on iHeart, but you can ask. I mean, all they can say is no. Um, Mike uh, Howard says they've used YouTube Live for 185 shows and hadn't had any issues. Yeah, I, for the most part, haven't had any issues. Usually with YouTube Live, it's not YouTube Live. It's the person's bandwidth. Like, especially if I have somebody overseas um, in some cases, they just don't have a chunky enough bandwidth to uh, push video and audio. And uh, Stargate Pioneer says he's getting about 10% of his audience on uh, on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, again, when you get into a broader topic, that might be better. So, And I was surprised. Um, okay, so Joe says his music is from Pond5, royalty-free. You know, you could send them, you know, uh, you could take a screenshot maybe of your, of your uh, receipt for that and send it to them and go, this is royalty free. I've never heard anything about a, a length. I've just heard it can't be, you know, it has to be legal music, but that's kind of odd. Is it just, is it a, a minute of music with nothing else at the beginning of it? And cause the, here's the sad thing. Now you went through Spreaker to get on iHeart. Um, I know with, with Libsyn, and I haven't had anybody complain about this in a while, so I'm not sure what the... I know for me, it took almost nine weeks to get into iHeartRadio. And they originally, when they came to Libsyn and said, yeah, send them over, they said it would take about a week. Well, so many people came over that I don't know how many people are there to manually approve it and check and, you know, dot your T's and cross your I's and all that other stuff. It's taking much longer than a week. Because for a while, it was a week, then it was a month. That was six weeks. And I never, I was in iHeartRadio about two weeks before I got the email saying, you're in iHeartRadio. Because I would just every now and then go over, if somebody else was saying they had a problem with iHeart or something like that, um, I would go over to iHeart, look at their stuff, and then search for mine. And the one day I was like, hey, I'm in iHeart. I never got the, you're in iHeart. And about two weeks later, I had uh, an email saying, you're in iHeartRadio. So yeah, Daniel says, I had to show my music license to iHeartRadio for them to accept my show. Yes, we just got accepted in the heart. We applied October 4th. It's October 27th. So, yeah, so it takes a couple weeks for that to uh, to take place. So uh, if you're in a, in a hurry, don't be. It's uh, going to be a while. So Kim from uh, onthetablepodcast.com, how do you start doing a podcast with a partner? Um, well, the best thing to do is to pick a time. I'll give you an example. The Podcasters Roundtable we do it every other Thursday at typically seven or seven thirty, depending on that. And that way everybody can schedule their life around it. So I have it on my counter. It repeats every two weeks. And that way I don't have any consulting conflicts or anything like that. And then it's just a matter of if it's, you know, online, is it going to be via Skype or zoom or whatever you're going to be using caster Zencaster. If it's in person, then it's just a matter of whose house are you going to, or are you meeting someplace? Uh, going to do it in the uh, local Starbucks or whatever like that. Uh, but the the big thing is the other thing I would do with co-hosts if you're starting one: a 
figure out who owns the name. If you don't believe me, ask Pink Floyd, ask Queensryche, ask um, any other band. If it's, if, if it's the Bert and Ernie show and Bert quits, can Ernie still go on as the Bert and Ernie show? Got it. And get that in writing and sign it. Doesn't have to be a legal thing, but just make sure. And then make sure that everybody knows what's expected. Okay, you're going to do the social media. I'm going to do the audio editing. You're going to do that. Who's paying for hosting? If there's any money ever involved in this thing, you got to say up front, all right, we're going to split the money, blah, 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 60, 40, 30, 70, 50, 50, whatever it is. And then you got to be sure to put in there after expenses because otherwise who's ever is paying for it gets kind of messed up on that. Um, but get all those stuff, even if it's fam, absolutely if it's family. Absolutely. Get it, it twice if it's family, because you don't want business, for lack of a better phrase, to come. Between. You don't want Thanksgiving to be really awkward because so-and-so quit the podcast. And then the other thing I would do is say, here's what will get you booted off the show. You know, if you miss three episodes in a three-month period for what we feel are not acceptable reasons, you know, and then you kind of point those out, you know, um, because you didn't feel like it um, is not a good reason um, because I'm sick is different, you know, that kind of thing. But spell it out now, this all sounds very businesslike and very like, ugh, how, how, how uh, stiff and just, ugh, because this is my bud, man. We go back, high five. It's all fun and games. Um, man, I wish I could say stuff here. You're going to really enjoy the messengers podcast in about three weeks. That's all I'm saying on that. Get it in writing. Uh, because when it's not in writing in the immortal words of Cindy Lauper, money changes everything. And also you might have a partner that's like, yeah, let's do it. Podcast, baby. Woo. And then three weeks later, they're like, Ugh, I don't want to do this anymore. Okay. So what happens now? And is as stiff as it sounds, once you get all that crappy, weird stuff in and all the expectations are set, nobody cares about it anymore. Go ahead. We've we've covered that. We've had our awkward conversation. And now you can just go back to making content and having fun. It allows you to have fun once all the business stuff, because you never know. It might take off. I did the same thing with bands. People always thought it was crazy. and But on the other hand, my bands never fought about money. They never fought about practice. It's like, here's what's expected of you. You know, we're going to practice every Thursday from seven to nine. At the end, we ran a band practice like a meeting. It was like, let's do old business, meaning old songs, new songs. Everybody learned. Um, we all accepted that you had to learn one song, blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the meeting, I'm like, all right, here's what's in the sock drawer. Uh, you know, after the last gig, we had 150 bucks. Uh, we haven't bought anything, so we still have 150 bucks. Anybody got any questions on this? And they'd be like, Pfft. but nobody argued over it because they always knew exactly what was expected. And, um, so, uh, it's just one of those things. It's, it's so easy to not have to do that because they're family, they're friends. But the problem is, is when things do go bad, that's ugly. Then you lose a friend or a, a family member. Randy asked, do you have any experience with zoom.us? I love zoom.us. I mean, I'd love it, love it, love it. I'm really close to using it for this platform. The downside of that is you guys would have to put in your email address to attend. If I didn't have to do that, I'd be using it right now. Zoom.us I use for the uh, School of Podcasting, um, what we call office hours, the live Q&A. You can actually have people share their screen. There's a right board. And I believe, I'll have to double check, but you can actually go in and take over somebody's computer. So if you had to do like support. And I've never had, it records it automatically, well, automatically if you wanted to. It gives you the video and the audio. 
and I believe it gives it gives me the chat of what happens to it, and I've never had a problem with it. The only thing that's kind of weird is when you when people sign up at Zoom, I usually tell them um, when you join the meeting, click on the microphone in the bottom left hand corner, and you have to pick your microphone and your your headphones, and that's not super intuitive when you when you uh, sign in. Yeah, it's not for live streaming. That's the downside. Because I, I really want I I saw somebody use zoom.us has a webinar piece which ends up costing you 52 bucks by the time you you tack that on and their webinar piece is awesome they had this really cool uh q a column and i was like man this would be awesome for ask the podcast coach i'm like and it even says on their website registerless webinars and i'm like awesome this is live streaming they're like well yeah you still have to give me your email address because most webinar people want the email addresses so that you can say, hey, thanks for attending the webinar. Buy my product. It's 400,000% off just till Tuesday. Kim says, I had to use Facebook to log in here. That's a lot more invasive to me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. Uh, that might be something. I, it's like I said, Fred was like, hey, enough with the plan. <laughs> pick, pick a platform and go with it. Um, and if I didn't say earlier, uh, Fred Castaneda does the podcast reporter. Um, he does Struggling Entrepreneur and about... 12 other podcasts. He called me this morning to leave me a because of my podcast story. We'll be talking about those in a second. And unfortunately, his uh, mother is um, on the back nine, shall we say, and uh, has Alzheimer's. And Fred is the primary caregiver. And he's that's so Fred's going to go black for a while uh, as, as things um, wind up there, shall we say. Because it's time to talk about Patreon and thank all of our lovely patrons. If you go to uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, that includes the awesome Stargate Pioneer, uh, Glenn Hebert from Horse Radio Network, and of course, Jim Collison, Alan Meisner, Barry Kessler, Josh Rivers. Oh, I should back up a second. Stargate Pioneer from betterpodcasting.com, uh, Glenn the Geek Hebert from Horse Radio Network, Jim Collison, Alan Meisner, Barry Kessler, Josh Rivers, Frank Brill, Dale Henninger, Kale Nelson, Adam Waddell, Mike from ADHD Think Tank, uh, Kim Slusher, Jeremy Dennis, uh, see, see what it sounds like when you read Jeremy Dennis, Rob Griffiths, uh, Corey Finneran, you evil Chicago Cubs fan, uh, two to one. I'm just saying scoreboard, uh, classic little podcast. That would be Emily, uh, Gary and Margaret, Jason Bryant from Matt talk online, Dave Wilson, the Seahawks post, uh, podcast, Craig from Inglaeus podcast. And, uh, and you, if you are the next awesome person for, uh, doing that, uh, let's see who's saying this cool thing in the, the chat. I can't see your name. I had a Patreon or a patron subscriber changes monthly contribution from $20 a month to a hundred dollars a month. That is way cool. There are some people that are crushing it, um, on Patreon. It is something that, um, yeah, apparently smile time, not a great thing on the phone because there are people out and about, uh, you know, they're not in front of their computers. Um, but with Patreon, you do have to, still ask people. You basically have to run an ad. You're just running an ad for you. And I always tell people one way to do that is say, look, you know, if you go to the, you can always use the movie analogy. If you go to the movies, it's, you know, $10 for the ticket, $20 for popcorn, there's $30. I would be happy if you gave me five or 10. Or if I was selling a product, you might have to go spend 40 or $50 on that product. And I might make 10 from that. Well, let's just take the middleman out of the picture and give me 10. So that's a way to kind of promote it without just going, please give me money. Give me money. I have a question. This is from Mike. Migus. I should just quit with the last names and just say Mike. Uh, I have a question regarding iTunes charts. Does anyone know how they work? 
our podcast seems to be going down, even though we have more downloads each week. Do you know how often they update this and what kind of variables to look for? We're still uh, quite high up on Stitcher, but iTunes seems weird. Well, the one thing that I think we've all kind of determined through kind of testing, it's not ratings and reviews. Although I heard someone the other day, it helps us go up the charts if you rate and review us. I just want to go, no, no, it doesn't. What it does is it gives social proof. So if somebody sees two podcasts and one has, you know, 100 reviews and one has six, that one looks like it's a little more um, engaged with their audience maybe. But I don't think it does anything for ratings and reviews. Uh, It has to do with total number of subscribers. um, And then I think it's total number of subscribers within a 24-hour period. And then I think... And I don't know this, but I've heard that downloads do kind of play in, but I, I think it's mainly subscribers. So that is, um, and my, my answer to that is a staring at the iTunes charts does not make them grow that we've definitely also singled out. It seems weird. The other thing we should say right now, as of October 21st, there's a thing in iTunes, the desktop app, which back in the day, I mean, there's like 20 people left using that. Uh, there's a popularity score when you look at your your podcast. So in theory, what, you know, and again, there's no number with that. It's just this one's more popular than that one, which you can get from your Blueberry, Libsyn, PodTrack stats, things like that. And uh, the popularity thing just ain't working anymore. And they are aware of that. They're probably back there thinking, why did we even put that in the first place? So we shall see. Uh, but that's new in the world of what's buggy in, in podcasting. I've been playing... With podcast hosts, my my criteria is, number one, I don't want you to be free as much as I would love free hosting because free hosting, I've seen a number of them, and I've seen a number of them go out of business, so please don't be free. Give me support, um, you know, at least email, and it would be nice if I got it within a 24-hour period. That would be awesome. Um, I don't want you to change my file name, so if I upload it and it's DavePodcast1.mp3. I want to download DavePodcast1.mp3. Um, give me some stats and um, don't change my file format. So if I upload a 128 kilobit stereo file, I want to download a 128 kilobit stereo file. It is hard to find a media host, a new one, because I was playing with Omni Studio because they keep saying they have all this new stuff and they changed the file name. I don't think they changed the format. Um, I went over and played with Awesound. This is somebody that Jim had interviewed on the show when I wasn't here. I, I was amazed. And this, this just drives me crazy with all software, whether it's podcasting or, you know, some sort of plugin or wh- whatever it is. If you are writing software, the easiest way to train people is to make a video that answers all the frequently asked questions. And I was amazed that Awesound has like, zero. And by that, I mean, not a zip, not mm-mm, documentation, none. And they have a thing like contact us on Facebook, contact us on Twitter. Or you can email them, which is fine. And for the record, when I contacted them, it was like Friday at six o'clock. So I do not expect a response over the weekend, but I went over to YouTube and Googled it and found that they do have two videos, none of which answered the question that I was looking for. It's yeah. And and the interesting thing is both Omni Studio and Awesound, I think it's A W E Sound, they they don't use they're geared kind of towards radio people. And so 
like you can set up a show should really be named network. And then what is a podcast is called a playlist. And then an episode is called a clip. So you have to kind of connect the dots with the verbiage. And so I'm playing with it, but I'm just kind of like, because people always ask, well, what do you think of this one? What do you think of that one? What do you think of this one? And it's like, and it's not, um, because there are some interesting things that I've seen. I've been playing with fire, hmm, side, fireside.fm which is the Dan Men- Dan Benjamin 5x5. If you ever heard of the 5x5 network, Dan Benjamin is this big geeky guy that does a podcast um, and has a very successful network. And I'm in his like uber beta thing. And it's really not fair to criticize Dan for that. But he is another guy that has zero, not a zip uh-uh, documentation. Instead, he has a Slack group. And I've asked over there, like he has a button for sponsors. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, is this, does this do ad stitching? No, it's not ad stitching. Okay. What is it? You know, it's that kind of thing drives me nuts. Um, I think what it is, is if you have a sponsor, I think, I mean, I'm guessing, because again, no documentation, um, you can give somebody access to the stats of that ap- that episode, which you can do in Libsyn by having it email them the stats. Um, so it's just, it's kind of odd that all these new companies are opening up their doors and you just walk in and just get smacked in the face with technology, but no kind of guide to it. And I can, I mean, one of the things that I can usually do being a guy that taught software, uh, for a living for 20 years, I can kind of catch on to software pretty quick because, oh, this is kind of like QuickBooks, except they do this over here. And this is called that. Or, oh, this is just like word, except it's word, uh, perfect. And this is neither this, and, and this is like Excel when you play with enough software, there really aren't that many that are new. And so I've played with Blueberry and PodTrack and Podbean and, and Libsyn and, you know, all the other ones. So I, I kind of get most platforms. So I'm kind of surprised that when I go in and I'm a little confused, I'm like, egad. So uh, if you're starting a media hosting company, how about a little documentation? So, but uh, we're not actually ending the show, but we're going to um, start wrapping things up. As uh, if you're new to the show, we do a little live preview, or uh, we we do this show that we do an hour ish uh, live, and then we do a little post show a little later after that, and um, so we'll do that. And and now I'm going to ramble for a minute and forty eight seconds. Um, if you uh, I mentioned earlier, if you're going to be going to Podfest, that uh, you have two more days because it's only in October. There is a coupon code early bird. All one word, lowercase, at podfest.us. That'll save you on that. Speaking of coupons, if you want to join the School of Podcasting, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code uh, LISTENER, and that will save you on a bundle. Or if you just want to buy a single kind of course, you can do that as well. And um, on the show this week on the School of Podcasting, I'll be talking about how you have two time frames. You have planning up front or you can do editing later. So I have an example of that. We're also going to talk about KFC um, and what the heck that stands for. So that's my little tease for that. What you can learn from the kernel uh, with podcasting. I'm, I'm listening to a book and this is where uh, just so if you think, well, Dave, that was brilliant. Uh, it's not mine. 
Uh, it is called, oh, I, anybody else hate this? How to Make People Like You in 90 Seconds by Nicholas Boothman. I'm only maybe through chapter one, and he threw out this thing about KFC, and I'm like, ooh, I can apply that to podcasting. So a lot of times it's not the stuff that just comes in my head. It's uh, it's stuff that I read someplace else. There's another blog post, things like that. And uh, I'll be sharing some of my thoughts on that at uh, schoolofpodcasting.com. But that'll do it for this week at Ask the Podcast Coach. We'll see you next week. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world one download at a time.